Hey guys, it's Alfredo. This is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So welcome to the show, guys. This is episode three. Episode three, right? Episode three. Episode three of Film Purgatory. And this week, we're going to be talking about Planet of the Apes. Planet of Apes? Of the Apes? Planet of the Apes. What did I say? Planet of Apes. Okay, well, if you say so. So, Planet of the Apes. Now, these are the original five, or this franchise starts off with five original movies. And this is the first time I, I saw it, like, this week. And I gotta say, I, I really liked it. It was really nice. I think the story was great. The acting and the special effects is a little cheesy. Mind you, this is during, like, the 70s era. Right. But I really liked the, the, these movies, you know. It was a strong story. And the concept was, was pretty good. Yeah. The, the story is what sells it. Right. You know, I'm not going to go into a conversation talking about the effects or the acting or or, or a score. No, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Right. The Planet of the Apes stands out for its story. Right. What a great story it is. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it for the first time when I was 12. Watched all five back to back to back on TV and never looked back. I still haven't found a franchise I love more than, than those Planet of the Apes movies. Um, we have... Planet of the Apes, which is the first one from 1968. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. And Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, so those movies range from 1968 to 1973. Starting off with the first one, Planet of the Apes 1968. So a quick synopsis of this movie. You know, we have astronauts traveling through space in which they crash land on a distant planet. Upon, I guess, awakening, they're traveling this terrain, trying to figure out where it is that they are. And they come across, um, was it a waterfall? Yeah, they, they first crash land into a lake, right? So they know that's not drinking water. Right. And so they go looking for, using supplies that they scavenged, uh, salvaged, excuse me, from mm-hmm. the, the crash landing. They go and they go looking for clean water, looking for life. You know, if there's a society, anything, because they are looking for a life, sorry, an Earth-like planet. Right. Distant planet. So, like I mentioned before, they, they find a, a waterfall, they go inside, and when they're inside, they notice that their clothes is being taken away, it's being stolen. Now, when they're trying to run after these thieves, they find out that they were, what, like a... Like these humans? Yeah, primitive humans, really. You know, very low intelligence, no way of communication. And they see them wrangling, wrangled up by apes. Apes come on horseback, wrangle them using guns. The apes are speaking to each other. Full, you know, just roll, reverse the roles on humans, really. The apes now become the hunters, and the humans are now the hunted. Strange, strange planet that these guys have landed on. Yeah. And like mentioned before, they get captured. And in that captivity... One of them, Taylor, Colonel Taylor, which would be the main character of, of the humans, he befriends two doctors, Dr. Zero and Dr. Cornelius, who help him out within the movie and trying to, uh, I guess... To escape. Find his escape, yeah. because They wanted ta- to kill him. Taylor would be the first smart human that they have ever come across. Mm-hmm. A human that can actually speak. Right. Yeah, they, they feared what he could become. Right. The apes saw him as a threat. 
uh-huh. zero being a doctor, right? A woman of uh, well, a woman of education, right? Her and her husband, Doctor Cornelius, right? They help him escape. They understand the situation. They understand he crash landed, and that he's this is not where he's supposed to be. So, towards you know, as the adventure goes along, they were able to help him escape Ape City, right? The the society of apes, right? On horseback. Right, given to by the apes. Right. And as he's leaving, he along the shore side, he comes across a deteriorated Statue of Liberty. And that would be the big reveal. Yeah. That this whole time, Taylor has been on Earth. Yep. It's not so much a, a distant planet, but they arrive in the future. So it turns out that Earth has been, Earth society has been destroyed. Correct. Yeah, he fell to his knees. Fell to his knees, yeah. <laughs> Realizing what his civilization of humans have become. So, moving on to the second movie, we have Beneath the Planet of the Apes, where we see a second team of ast- astronauts, a second crew, come in. They also crash land. Right. Right? They also have to salvage some supplies. And so, similar story so far. This time, these humans are aware a previous team made it, they found their, their equipment. And they go on the on the hunt, not on the hunt, but on on the on a search, search yeah, on a search, search, looking for them, for some for some information. What did you find? Who have you communicated with? That's why haven't you talked to headquarters? What's going on? You know, they they have a lot of questions. This team is led by Brent. Now Brent gets captured the same way Taylor does, and he comes across the same people as Taylor does. In specific, Doctor Zira and Doctor Cornelius, mm-hmm. who again help Brent out because Brent is you know the second human that they have found to be smart enough to yeah intelligent enough to you know speak so they help him out and brent decides to go to the forbidden zone a zone that the simians like try to stay away from in hopes of trying to find his his fellow comrade taylor yeah and what they end up finding is an advanced human civilization very small population but an advanced human civilization who've evolved with bigger heads, you know, bigger brains, telepathic powers, telekinetic powers as well, right. the ability to control the humans, um, and the ability to inflict pain, but through the mind. Right. It's 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 pain, perceived pain. It's not real pain. Right. These guys are X Men. These guys. Yeah. These guys are really smart. They're like mutants. Yeah, and 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 they have some sort of like a cult following. To a giant nuke yes. that they hold, I guess that I guess see him as as, as a god or something. Mm-hmm. So, at the same time, the Simian society advances towards this forbidden zone because they they're curious as well. They want to not only try to go after Brent and or Taylor, but they want to get rid of that forbidden zone. Get rid of the humans, the advanced humans in there. Well, they're not really aware of the humans that are there, but yes, they want to. But once they find them. <laughs> once they find them, yes. <laughs> A battle ensues in which, and finally, Taylor and Brent come to a consensus in which, if anything happens, that they would press a detonation bomb to have the nuke go off. Yeah. But at the same time, they actually managed to get Dr. Zero and Dr. Cornelius. And Milo. And Dr. Milo into one of their spaceships, right? Yes. Yeah, they got him into the spaceship, and right before the bomb went off, but when the bomb went off, and the you know the world is destroyed, right? But what ended up happening is in the beginning of the third movie, Escape of the Planet of the Apes, 
we see the movie begin with that same spaceship Dr. Cornelius, Dr. Zero, and Dr. Milo were in up here in the oceans of California. In California. Right off the coast of California. We see the military hoping to find either Taylor or Brent right. in there and their crew. What do they find? A group of apes. A group of apes. So upon arrival, Zero, Cornelius, and Milo are taken to the zoo in which they are met with two doctors, human doctors, and they reveal to these human doctors that they are smart apes or smart simians. Yeah. Yeah, at first they were reserved about speaking and, and revealing their intelligence, right. knowing what they saw their own ape counterparts do to Brian Taylor's crew. So they remained quiet at first, but they were, they were, I guess they were, they, their trust was earned, or sorry, right. the human's so, trust was earned, and right. they did speak. And, they did reveal themselves and... And, were, and were treated as celebrities, They right? were treated very well. They actually embraced, actually, you know, they, these people were taken to... These apes, I should say, were taken to hotels, mm -hmm. to parties, and, and they were, I guess, shown what human lifestyle was. Yeah. And they, they took it very well. But at the same time, it seemed that not everyone was a big fan. A lot of questions were raised on why Dr. Zero and Dr. Cornelius, unfortunately Dr. Milo did not make it, but why these apes came, or even how they came to, to their timeline. Yeah, they were curious. They were Why were you here? Is there a purpose? What is your mission? You know, what are you here for? Did you come for something? Are you here to warn us? Well, you know, a lot of a lot of questions that needed answers from politicians and you know leaders and and law enforcement, military, and all that. But the general public did love them. They did right? love the, them. the idea of these intelligent apes. But over time, a heated debate ensues. Right. In which Zero reveals the reason they were in this timeline was because they accidentally went back in time due to the destruction of Earth from that nuke. Which would be the, the second movie. Yes. And they when, when Zero reveals that, it turns out Ape was the intelligent species and humans were more primitive. That obviously raised concern mm -hmm. to some... To some humans you know it's it's mankind you know and yeah. they were inferior to apes exactly they saw them others as a threat now exactly they were now the threat that would eventually lead to the downfall of human civilization of mankind and that's when the manhunt ensued in which uh ape hunts if you will the ape hunt excuse me along that time we find out that zira is pregnant with cornelius's baby and that only further scares you know Mankind, because I guess their offspring would be the inevitable downfall of mankind. Correct. So the leader of the ape revolution. The leader of the ape revolution. The uprise. <laughs> so Zira and Cornelius manage to escape, and they go to a a circus with the help of the first doctors that did gain their trust. And in that circus, Zira finds an expected or a mother. A chimpanzee mother who had a baby just so happened to have a baby right zero gives birth and before leaving she sees that chimpanzee mother one last time because as she claims had a special connection with after that meeting they decide to leave towards in hiding to try to wait it out to try to escape from humans but unfortunately they get caught a gunfire ensues and zero and Cornelius eventually fall yeah so before dying zira drops her 
baby into the river as she didn't want her baby to get killed by by gunfire so when she throws the baby into the water right off the ship it's implied that the baby is dead or you know harmed basically not in a good situation if the hunters have killed both zero and cornelius the scene cuts and now we go to the circus and we see the chimp mother that had gave birth is actually holding zero's baby so zero had switched out the babies unbeknownst to the audience the old switcheroo yep so the threat was supposedly neutralized with zero cornelius and said baby dying but in in reality zero's and cornelius's offspring is still very much alive exactly and one thing i wanted to point out with these movies is there's real there's really no good guy or bad guy the, this movie this whole franchise is just a continuation of how humans or just other species will harm each other right because we have this self-interest zero was willing to kill another chimp's baby to save her own right there's nothing good about that right right it's a selfish act but it's not an act anyone will not understand right we will all do that for our own kids and it's just it's how it plays out and this movie just kind of shows you no one's above anybody this is just one perspective versus another Aperman. yeah so it goes into the third or the fourth movie conquest of the planet of the apes and now this one caesar which would be the offspring of zira and cornelius uh he's already a teen right he's like a yeah he's an older adolescent right and he's already growing up into a world in which cats and dogs are extinct because of due to a virus mission before mm-hmm. and ape is now the new pet yeah ape is the new pet and not only are they pets you know not just we're not talking about you know like the way dogs and cats are treated with all love and affection and get fed and have to do nothing to earn that but apes are now servants yeah they're more like right? yeah they're, they're more, slaves. They're, slaves. they're really like slaves you know they have to wait tables they have right. to measure in a tailor shop they have to clean they right. have they do housekeeping they the, they help with labor right? right any heavy lifting for obvious reasons they're, they're very strong very degrading exactly oh and you know we're so not to keep them in line extreme torturous conditioning yeah. measure that taken well it takes years mm-hmm. to get to that point until they're released to be sold at auction for their their masters to buy them caesar eventually he gets angry you see mm-hmm. there was a protest mm-hmm. and one of the police officers said something disrespectful to i guess caesar's stepfather you could say the man who raised him the circus master and caesar couldn't control himself being the impulsive adolescent immature right and he said something out loud in clear english language the officer turns around and that's when we that's when we have to start hiding caesar's identity that's when the circus master has to do everything he can to convince the officer it was him and at this point, Caesar has to run, and that's how he, he mistakenly falls into the hands of, of an auctioneer, right? He's caged up, and that's when he sees the true treatment of ape. And in that treatment, he decides to try to help his fellow apes, to try to teach them to work together and not fight each other, but the human beings, that they should unite. And so you really see Caesar's you know, leadership uh, flourish within this movie. Yeah, it, it really, that's what it was. It's a revolution. Right. He leads a revolution. A battle ensues. And at the very end, um, 
you know, Caesar claims his independence. Yeah. His apes' independence from humankind. Mm-hmm. So, movie ends, seeing Caesar leading the revolution, the city burning down, and really just being admired, mm-hmm. right? Or respected and loved by his followers. Which would be translated into the last one, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, in which Caesar's already grown. A war has already been like fought and won. Uh, explosions have, have you know rendered humans scarred by the aftermath. Yeah, the radiation left them almost a bit mutated. Right. Right. They were not completely healthy. Humans just were not part of society anymore. Right. Ape took over. Mm-hmm. Caesar, not being hateful, did not torture them. But they, but humans were not equal to ape. They were kept, uh, you know, huddled together. Right. Not, they didn't have rights. They right. weren't free. Although Caesar did treat them with respect. That was not a not as yeah. That was not as common. So on the other spectrum, yes, Caesar did establish a society in which, you know, the ape was dominant. Now, there were some humans, like Brian said, there were some humans that were there that were accepted, but they were treated more like pets, right? So like the roles were reversed on that on that. Yeah, the roles were reversed exactly. Now humans just had to listen to whatever apes said. They were not allowed to say no. Right. You know, and they and apes had one rule, which is what kept them superior to humans. Mm-hmm. And that it's ape does not harm, ape does not kill ape. That's what made them superior to That's man. what made them superior to man according to Caesar. According to Caesar. And I wanted to touch upon a bit of the irony mm-hmm. regarding this rule, how this movie begins, right? Pretty much with a rule that his own mother broke. At the end of the third movie. That is pretty She awesome. harmed Ape to save Caesar, to make sure Caesar lived and flourished and could, you know, lead the revolution, right? Not that she intended that, but it's right. what happened. And how did she do it? She had to harm Ape. She had to essentially sacrifice the other chimp's baby. And it's just, it's the irony of who we are mm-hmm. as humans, who the apes are as apes, whether it's civilized in a society or in a primitive behavior without the ability to communicate. Right. And we'll touch more on that towards the end of this movie. Caesar's advisor informed Caesar of an archived recording of his parents that was found in, that was stored in the lost city or the forbidden city. So they actually decided to venture on into the forbidden city to try to look for said recording. Yeah. And after they found it, they came back to Ape City but were followed by a scout, right? From one of the mutated and scarred humans that we spoke of earlier. The surviving that, humans, yeah. That live in that underground city. Followed them back and found Ape City. Of course, this scout went back and formed his commander, Commander Culp, of his findings. Mm-hmm. They led an invasion to Ape City. While at the same time, Aldo, right, leader of the... Leader of the guerrillas. Right, was a security force. He's a security force, right. The muscle. He Turns out he was leading a coup. Mm-hmm. And how do we find this out? How does Caesar find this out? His son, named after his father, Cornelius, was harmed by Aldo. Aldo was talking about the coup, and Cornelius overheard, being hiding behind a tree. After he was injured, he eventually succumbed to his injuries, and this is the revelation Caesar has when he realizes they are no better than humans. If they're, if ape will 
will hurt ape any uh, motivation ape will have enough motivation to hurt other ape a battle ensues between humans and apes an invasion that was failed by humans once again ape was triumphant and after said invasion aldo is confronted by caesar by allegations of murdering his son in which aldo unfortunately loses his life therefore making him or ape no better than humans as ape has killed ape yeah caesar realizes his mistake realizes the irony and decides to make man equal to ape 600 years after we find a lawgiver right a chimp uh, excuse me an orangutan mm-hmm. they dealt with law in this society he's speaking to young children about about equality about how now man and ape live in harmony right. live in friendship and and you know teamwork cooperation right live together at peace in, in society and he's speaking to a mix of ape and human children right saying that they are still waiting for the day where ape and human will no longer need weapons right the camera pans out to a statue of caesar as their leader, right? Mm-hmm. Their great leader from 600 years ago pants to the statue and there is a tear shedding from one of his eyes. Alfredo, being that this is the main conclusion, the final shot of, of the entire franchise, uh, what do you think it means? What is the significance of him having some tear? What does that mean to you? I mean, maybe... Maybe it's, it's Caesar's, I guess, spirit or entity realizing that they finally made it, you know, 600 years after... You know, there's still peace. And really, it was something that Caesar really wanted the whole time. You know, you never really had him kill humans or anything like that. You mentioned it before. He treated them with respect. Yes. And Because he, he, he knows. He's very aware of the humans that helped him. Right. His, his circus keeper. Sorry, sorry, excuse me. The circus master. And also the humans that helped his parents escape. He knew that not all men were, was bad. Right. So I think it's it's more of, you know, him, you know embracing that idea that human and ape were still able at that time to coexist and live in peace i think i can see it from two perspectives the tear of joy that we are in harmony Mm. right that we eventually can live in harmony but the sadness that we have to go through so much slaughter and violence essentially attempts at genocide Mm-hmm. To get to this piece. Alright, does that sound like familiar to you? Oh, yeah. Nice. The Planet of the Apes, everybody. <laughs> uh, we really hope that you enjoyed the story as much as we do. You don't have to sit through 10 hours of movies. We get you a 30-minute wrap-up of this of this great franchise. So there are three newer films, you know. Yes. Um, Rise, Dawn, and War of the Planet of the Apes, or For the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Definitely check these out. These are very good movies. It's not related to these first five. It's more of like a reboot or a yeah, remake. You should they say. remade the movies. Right. Only story. It's very good. It's 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 a it's a good story that follows only one character that does right. uh, repeat in all the movies, which is Caesar. Caesar Everybody Caesar. else, including human characters and other ape characters, are all new in this uh, trilogy from 2011 all the way to 2017. I believe 2017. Yes. So we don't want to get too, you know, too much into detail of this new trilogy. Uh, this movie is new enough where people may have interest. We understand that those old five movies from the 60s and 70s may not pique your interest. So 
we gave a lot of spoilers for those movies, but we will not be giving spoilers for these three. All right, it follows no consistent set of humans. Right, we just have right. Caesar and his his following as the only consistent characters. Right, they go through a lot of struggle to escape captivity, and Caesar makes his moves and makes sure that his apes gain the intelligence that he does, and it goes from there. Fantastic trilogy, highly recommended. All eight movies, I recommend. Definitely. So real quick before we end this episode. Alfredo, can we talk about that Mortal Kombat trailer? That was epic. Completely unexpected. That was great. I was not expecting that at all. I knew they were making the movie. I was very mm-hmm. aware of it. I said, I'm going to check it out just because, right? Just because right. Mortal Kombat deserves the view. But man, that trailer, forget about it. Just, just because. I am hyped. Right. Right. Like, I really cannot wait for that movie now. Oh, but like, real quick, no, no Johnny Cage, though. What's up with that? I'm not sure. He's not listed in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to make any assumptions. Right. This is Hollywood. They don't have to be transparent, as we know. Just wait and see. It's, it looks good. It looks great. I'm going in with an open mind. Oh, yeah. Not Definitely. worried too much about the story. I'm worried about whose ass is going to get kicked. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When, when I saw Sub-Zero turn Scorpion's blood into a knife in midair and stab him with it. Oh, man. No, that was great. I had to sit down for that. Definitely, definitely check it out. Be on the lookout for that one. It's going to be a hit. Oh, yeah. Where can we watch that one again? Oh, HBO Max. HBO Max has to be. Real quick, guys, just want to talk to you uh, about something I've seen recently. I was talking to my uncle about the vanishing or crime scene, the vanishing access hotel. Definitely check it out. It's pretty good if you're into mysteries, true crimes. Definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Worth a watch. Next week, horror week. Brian, what are we talking about? Talking about The Exorcism oh, of okay. Emily Rose. No, I'm just kidding. The original <laughs> Exorcism. I'm going to have a special guest join us, an expert, if you will, on this subject or this yes. genre. Passionate expert. I don't know about passionate. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's not going to want you to hear. You're not going to want to hear that, bro. Okay. Definitely, definitely check it out. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate all the support. Like, really, guys, this, it means a lot to us that you guys have been through us this whole time. All right, thank you, everyone. Once again, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Film Purgatory. We, we are on all platforms. Definitely let us know what you guys think. Let us know. Hit us up. DM us. Any opinions, any uh, suggestions, we're more than happy to take it. We appreciate you guys. Thank okay. you guys so much. Have a good week, everybody.